just say this? I was 14 or 13 when they took that picture of me. I think it's wrong, but it's like the one of the most like Googled picture like of me. It's like one of the first pictures that show up on Google. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Shank Happens with PJ Memes. We're super stoked today to be talking about the match. We just got done watching it. We also have an incredible guest, Michelle Wee, that's going to be joining us at the 19th hole. But hey, if you don't know by now, this pod's brought to you by Mizzenamane, the best damn dress shirt in the game. You probably saw our boy Phil wearing it today on the course during the match. It's incredible. Machine washable, uh, wrinkle resistant. It's incredible. Wearing it right now. Love their gear. If you haven't checked them out, go to their website, Mizzenamane.com. Joe, let's just jump right into it right now and talk about the match. How incredible was it today? What up, Travis? Man, I got to tell you, I had low expectations. And I came out thrilled. I was blown away. It was, it was, I can't even say 10 times, 100 times. It was, it was so much better than, than what I could have imagined based on what we saw in the last match. What about, what did you think? What did you No, I mean, away? same here. I mean, I, I, I didn't, I had high expectations last time around and I was kind of let down. And then, you know, last weekend's match that happened with Rory and Ricky and those guys was just a total buzzkill in my opinion. You know, I, I mean, I was like excited that golf was back, but it was hard to watch. I, I said it in our last podcast, man. I, you know, and, and, and I, I didn't mean for it to come off as negative as it did, but I think it's a fair statement. Now, last week's match compared to this week's match is like the first warm up fight in a UFC fight that isn't even televised, uh, leading up to the main match. Right. And and today just absolutely blew it out of the water. I was thrilled. I, I was in the same boat with you. Yeah. I mean, I, I the first tee, you know, I was like, what's this going to be like at Samuel Jackson, like, you know, you know, announcing the players on the first tee. And, you know, it was a little awkward just seeing how they're trying to piece everything together, but it was like, moment. yeah. And everyone was nervous, but it, you know, JT even said it himself, you know, out there on the course commentating, like how nervous uh, Peyton and Tom were, and how incredible that was to see, you know, these star athletes that just dominated their sports and Tom still dominating football to see them out there just, you know, freaking out. And you could see it. I mean, their first tee balls were, I mean, even Phil's first tee ball was terrible. Right. And it was, you know, it took a minute to warm up, but man, having Peyton, Peyton's incredible. I mean, Peyton was so funny and just so natural on camera, just talking smack. And, you know, just, I just felt like he, eased everybody you know and then you know tom was obviously playing pretty shitty there on the front nine especially (laughs) and i know we'll get into that more but i just felt like having those guys we talked about it the last couple podcasts but it was for sure the missing component i mean those guys definitely made tiger and phil i think gel and mesh a little bit better and i think just everybody had a great time it was fun to watch Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, you and I are, we're going to have a disagreement today, if I'm not mistaken, because I, I saw you getting after it on the memes the entire time uh, the match was going on. And you had one specific target in mind uh, for the entirety of the match. And, and we're going to disagree on that a little bit, but, but I, you know, I'm with you. It blows me away. There was a, back in the day, Justin Timberlake played in a pro-am and he talked about standing up on a stage in front of millions of people singing and dancing and he was and just put him on a golf course and the hands start shaking the nerves come in and, and shank is in play right and and it was very noticeable today to see two of the most poised and composed athletes of all time standing there with their knees shaking 
on that first tee. Unbelievable. Just blew me away. No, I mean, you can't even imagine how, I mean, you, you think at home sitting on your couch, like, Oh, I could play better than this guy, but you know, you put yourself in his shoes. How nervous would you be? It'd be nuts. But I will say, listen, I, I, I've hated Tom Brady for a long time. I've just hated the guy. And for no reason other than that, he just beats the Chargers all the time. And I'm a Chargers fan, everybody. And it's been a You should hate life. a lot of people. Yeah. Then, I, not just Tom Brady. Hate, I should hate everybody. But, yeah, it's been a tough life to be a Chargers fan. Obviously, they uh, the couple years where they had, I felt, the best chance to go and win the Super Bowl, Tom Brady comes in and miraculously beats them when he was an underdog. And, you know, that's just stung. It's hurt for, for a long time. Those are wounds that haven't healed. But he's, he's grown on me ever since he got his Instagram account a few years ago. Like, I just get to see who Tom Brady is, you know, and then obviously hearing the story of, you know, him, you know, fighting his way through the high school ranks and the college ranks. And just, you know, he's someone who earned his spot. Uh, yeah. And, and when he took that spot, I mean, he just ran with it, put his head down. And here he is now, you know, the greatest of all time. Hall of Famer, you know, six-time Super Bowl champion. So you got to respect that. And I I do respect him now. There's no hate. I don't think there ever was. It was just kind of a fan, you know, not liking him. But I'll tell you, I think the internet agreed with this. It was phenomenal, though, to see Tom Brady suck at something. I mean, I saw it all (laughs) over the internet. I saw it all over Twitter. I saw it on Instagram. People were really embracing and coming together just seeing Tom Brady shank it off the tee, hit it in the water, I mean, he asked, you know, JT and Tiger and Phil like, like three or four times, you know, where to drop. And it was just hilarious to see this. And I, I loved it. I mean, I, I loved it, but I, I got to a point, and I think that you'll kind of jump in here, where it was kind of cringy to like watch. And I think the cameras were even like taking off the, the pro tracer of Tom. The shot and, like, tracer. Doing the side, they were doing like side shots of his swing just because they're like, Hey, we don't know where this is going. Let's stop <laughs> piling on Tom. Okay, fair enough. Here's here's what I'm going to say to you. Okay, for the first time in his athletic career today, Tom Brady looked like a sixth, sixth round draft pick. Okay, that's that's my takeaway from watching Tom Brady play. Uh, that being said, I'm going to say something, and and, and I'm going to say that most people are going to disagree with me here. And I'm okay with that. Tom Brady was the MVP of what we watched on TV today. He made the match great. And here's what I'm saying. Peyton Manning's trash talk, unmatched. I mean, his quips, his ability to come in, he was a better player, no question about it. But without Tom Brady, the trash talk that Peyton brought to the table wouldn't have been possible. And the the highlight moments of the match – that made people for the first time since we've been in quarantine and been stuck at home where people stood up for the first time with live sports and cheered out of their seats came from Tom Brady. Okay. That, that to me is like, he, he encompassed everything that we desired to be able to see today and and made it great. I'm not taking anything away. I was rooting for Tiger and Peyton. I love Peyton's trash talk. I loved the stories that Peyton told. I thought he did a phenomenal job. But, I mean, if you go back and look at it, Charles Barkley, who is arguably the worst golfer on the face of the earth that I've ever seen swing a golf club. Now, he's improved a lot. But but previously, 
he has been known publicly as one of the single worst golfers, is sitting there offering Tom Brady shots in a match. And what does Tom Brady do? I want to hear it from you, Travis. What did he do? No, I will. Okay, so I will say this. That was an incredible moment. I had just posted a deflated, a meme of a deflated golf yeah, ball. I saw it. And I said, Tom Brady is going to change his balls at the turn. He's got a game plan. Ha ha. And I swear, like 30 seconds after that post went live on Instagram, the dude jars it from like 110 yards. For, jars for, a, for a birdie and still has the hole, which is still hilarious. But at the end of the day, dude, what an incredible shot. And then when he picks the ball out of the hole, he splits his pants. Splits his is, pants. It's just like See, amazing. I mean, you're making he him definitely. He, 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 he handled it so well. He handled his bad play on national television so well. I just got back. I, you know this. I was just down at Dormy Networks course, Briggs Ranch. If you've never been to Dormy, go. Phenomenal and tough. Uh, and I played some of the worst golf that I have played in years in front of a bunch of people that are pretty influential in the golf space. And I hated every minute of it. It made me miserable. And I did, I, I did not have the attitude that Tom Brady had today. So one, I'm going to give him props on that because I think, I think that is something that needs to be recognized by fans of the game everywhere, especially all the amateurs that we're watching today. I would question how many of you could go out, play to a level that you know is not what you're capable of, and still stay that positive and composed on the course in front of everybody. Yeah, I mean, obviously, hundreds of millions of dollars in my bank account and the fact that, you know, he's the only one on the course right now that has a job that's unrelated to, like, golf, right? Like, Peyton's retired. He's golfing probably all the time. Tiger and Phil golf for a living. Like, he had more excuses, I think, to play bad. And, you know, he's been obviously focusing on football, new team, new, new area, all that stuff. You know, at the end of the day, but you're right. Tom – Kept it, kept it, uh, kept us cool the whole time. I was, you know, I felt bad for him at one point when people just kept piling on. Like, the, you know, this is one thing that I really liked about the match was the element of bringing those amateurs into uh, the match. It just allowed people to really talk smack outside of Tiger and Phil. And you've got like JJ Watt tweeting that Tom's about to throw a club. You've got Brooks Kepka, you know, hey, dude, if you can just make a par, if you can make one par on the front nine, I'll donate $100,000, you know, and, it, and then obviously Charles Barkley coming in and talking smack to him, which we all know, like you said, Charles is terrible. I mean, it, it definitely humanized Tom even more, but like it was just, it, he was very resilient. I'll give you that. I mean, jarring that out was phenomenal. Let's not forget an eagle putt. A, a bomb of an eagle putt on the back nine. That's true. But, dude, that drive by Phil was phenomenal. I, that was amazing. I, that was amazing. He, he did but, promise bombs today, at least. But, man, I will tell you, I mean, I like I liked the storyline. I mean, dude, it definitely made for some phenomenal meme content. Just, you know, it felt good to get some stuff off my chest, like coming at Tom Brady for all the, the hurt and, and harm that he's caused me in my career being a Chargers fan. But – Peyton Manning, I think he was the MVP. I mean, that guy was just clutch. I mean, he got – dude, he, he contributed to that team every bit as much as Tiger Woods did. They won by one hole, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Peyton won two outright. That's right. Yeah, the dude was clutch. I mean, he had some wayward tee shots, but overall, I mean, the guy was was pretty clutch, pretty consistent, and he was just one of those that I think was lively from beginning to end 
on camera, which made it interesting, you know? So I think he had the worst golf cart of the four though. I would say that if, if I could take home any of those golf carts, man, I would, I would want that tiger woods golf cart. That was freaking that tiger that was insane. I was, I, you know, there was part of me that was like, yeah, let's just go on and, and check out. Cause in my mind, I was like, who bids on these things? Like who gets on and bids? And you know, there's crazy fans and everybody. And I was like, I was like, I'm just curious. I'm going to go check out and see, you know, what a bid looks like for this golf cart until I saw it pop up on the screen that Chipper Jones wanted to know what it costs to buy that golf cart. And then when I saw Chipper Jones was in the mix, I was like, Oh, those are the kind of people that are buying these. Yeah. There's I'm out. Like I, I'm not going up yeah. against Chipper Jones. For a Did Tiger you see Woods how much cart. was it going for? Oh, I didn't even check. Oh, I'm sure it's. I bet outrageous. I can look it up right now. You want me to check? Let's. Yeah, let's let's see. Let's, let's see what that is while we're gone because I'm I'm curious. But I mean, the fact that you know, twenty million dollars to to raise you know in a day through a golf tournament, which you know what the ten million initial ten million was raised by the players. Is that correct? I think they all contributed. I mean, overall, a huge success. Way better than the last match. I'm really looking forward you know to these guys, you know, doing more of these. And you know, it, I don't think it has to be you know, during a pandemic that, you know, we have to put these charity events together. I think it, to me, it's more interesting. And I think it can bring in community. It can bring in more fans that it is a charitable component uh, versus just being a match where one of these multimillionaire guys wins, you know, $10 million. You know, I don't think anyone cares to see that. I don't think it adds, I think the luster that, you know, they thought it did the, the year before. But, you know, to raise $20 million in one day and have, you know, four all-time greats, be a part of that. And, you know, I think that TNT, you know, and Bleach Report, I think they did a really good job bringing in so many different faces in sports, uh, you know, to come in, you know, via conference uh, video or to just, you know, call in, uh, tweet, you know, share the post. I think the whole sports community was really behind this event. It was, it was just awesome top to bottom. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, you know, one of the things that I thought, and I, I looked up to see if I could find that auction and apparently it's not live yet. So I, I don't know when we'll be seeing that, but when we do, I definitely will check that out just to, to get those figures for you. But, you know, one of the things that I also thought was awesome and, and I agree with you a hundred percent, I think the addition of Peyton and Tom just elevated this to a whole new level. I mean, you had sports fans from all over coming in. I mean, think about Brooks Kepka wasn't scheduled to be on the match. They called him in because of the tweets that were that were he was sending out. You know, that's amazing. You've got JJ Watt, you've got Russell Wilson donating three hundred thousand meals to people. Who's the only guy who misses donating the meals? Tiger Woods. You know, to me is so fun when you see all three guys who hit it closer than the best player in the world. Like that that kind of stuff is fun. And and then I also think that the addition of Peyton and Tom really brought out a lot of the personalities that we wanted to see in the original match with Phil and Tiger that we didn't get to see, you know, Tiger, a little bit more quiet, the personality carried more by Peyton, you know, Tiger focused, dialed in, uh, dialed in was a, was a common term used today, by the way. Um, but just, but just, you know, really, really focused on the match, you know, getting his stuff in 
Peyton carrying the conversation, telling awesome stories, you know, going through talking about the practice rounds and, and, you know, giving some good insight onto Tiger, allowing Tiger to kind of maintain, you know, his, his focus. And then you've got Phil who is super talkative, super passionate, you know, sitting there coaching Tom uh, throughout the match, coming in and like giving him reads on the course, giving him suggestions of, Hey, we want to play it this way, or, Hey, you want to be prepared to use two iron for the, for the the alternate shot, but we're not looking for that in best ball because I'm going to be in play. I mean, basically, basically Phil was looking at Tom going, listen, I'm going to be good. Go big or go home. You know what I'm saying? Like hit bombs. Yeah. Which I was surprised we didn't get more drivers out of Tom Brady today. Well, I don't know that he pulled it out once. I mean, I don't think he big topic. I think he's real fearful of the, of the big dog. I mean, he hit three wood off the tee (laughs) pretty much the whole time or iron. You know, let's let's talk about you know the the broadcast team. I mean, I thought Charles Barkley was was Charles Barkley. I thought you know he was fun, but man, JT, I, I really I really liked JT. I thought he did a great job, and I would say probably my favorite part or one of my favorite parts of the broadcast was when uh, Phil had just missed the green uh, to the right, and JT was down there and just you know was basically kind of calling the shot of you know. How, you know what the lie will look like and you know what he thinks what he would do just because obviously he's a member there at medalists and he's played there a bunch and i was obviously a pro golfer but it was cool how he like went into phil and just asked phil like well, what, what would you what are you going to do with this shot and then phil just stopped and explained to the world exactly what he was going to do and why and he's like listen i normally would do this but the fact that it's wet i'm actually going to hit it you know into the into the mound here even though it's against the grain and it's going to skip and yada 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 and it was he's obviously overly complicated with his explanation but as a golf geek and someone who just likes phil it was really cool to hear him kind of walk through that entire thing then you know jt's like all right well that sounds pretty easy let's uh let's just go for it phil let's see what you got (laughs) you know and then he does exactly what he said to the t and it just hop skips and just checks up right next to the freaking flag, like one inch away. It was just incredible. And I mean, that was fun, man. It's like, man, how cool would that be like in a, in a real tournament? If you know, the, the, the commentator on the course could actually like talk to the player and stuff. And you get a little bit of that, like in NFL and NBA where you talk to the coach on the sideline or something after a timeout, but it'd be kind of cool to add that to golf where you're like, talk to the player, like, Hey man, you're lot, you're, you're lying. The rough here is pretty brutal. What do you think about it? What are you going to do? And like, just get like five to 10 seconds of their thought process. You know, I, I think it'd be kind of neat. It'd be interesting to see. I think it adds a different element to the game. And I mean, I enjoyed it. I've been watching golf forever. and I, I enjoyed that piece just as much as anything today, I thought. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I've never really considered that. I feel like that would be a, a hard thing to pull off in the PGA Tour, but but it, it does make sense. And, and part of me then goes, man, you know, it'd be super fun is if we were to see like a series of these exhibition matches starting to, to come out and, and to become a more prevalent thing where you get some of that insight, where you get to see, be a part of the conversation, see the personalities of the players and things like that. And I'll be interested to see if, if that becomes a, a thing over time. And, and I agree with you, man. Justin Thomas did a phenomenal job. Amanda Balionis, fantastic as always. Um, I, I, you know, last podcast we talked about it. And I had some doubts as to them limiting the broadcast team to such a small amount of people. And, and, you know, obviously we wanted our boy Pat Perez to be in there and, and to be able to give, but, but, but I gotta tell you, I think it was a game changer because I think that also helped 
put more focus, which is something that we asked for, on letting the players speak and letting the players have more of the spotlight, which is what the fans ultimately want to see. And so I thought, I thought they, I really, you know, shout out to the production team over there um, who, who put this together specifically. Uh, I know Jeff Newbarth uh, was, was running the show and did a phenomenal job, just absolutely phenomenal. So I was really impressed. Just, just, I couldn't be more pleased uh, in in what they undertook in the weather, just it, all of them, all of them, just did a phenomenal job. Yeah, that was that was cool. I mean, I, I saw the weather forecast early. I saw everyone that was like in Jupiter, you know, area. They're like, oh yeah, it doesn't look good. Doesn't look good, you know. And you think it's going to cancel. And I, I actually made yeah. a meme about it where it was just like, all right, great. Here comes another 2020, you know, catastrophe. Is it one thing we're looking for gets taken <laughs> away? Like here we go. But, you know, these guys just nutted up and they played and, you know, they didn't complain about it once. Yeah. And they just, you could tell they, they enjoyed it. They had a great time. They were doing it for a cause. And they were doing it for, you know, more than just the people on the front line or those that have been affected by the pandemic. They were doing it for freaking everybody, man. I mean, Everyone. any sports fan tuned into this. I mean, I follow a lot of, like, NFL pages that do memes and stuff like like you know, I do in golf and, you know, they were all tuning in on this, whether they like golf or not, but they were in on it for Peyton and for Tom. And so, I mean, it was, it was awesome. I think, you know, yeah. huge, how huge, easy, huge success. How easy would it be for any one of those guys to walk out there and be like, I don't have to do this. Like, I don't, I don't need to play in this rain. I don't need to pay play in this downpour, you know, and be like, let's just, let's just call it what it is. And, and, you know, maybe we come back tomorrow, but, I mean, shout out to them for saying, no, this is, this is bigger than us. And we're going to go through with, with this, no matter what the conditions are and make this great for everybody who needs it. I I'm telling you, I, I, I was thrilled. I thought I just, I can't say enough good things about it. I can't yeah, say enough I, good things. about. It. I think it's good. You know, Tiger won because this, I think yeah. makes the match live on. You know, I think the fact yeah. that, you know, now they're even one-to-one, you know, you can surely expect a third match. Um, I think now that there's been a charitable component of it, I think that will forever stay uh, no matter what. I think it's going to be hard for them to go back and have it be about them. But I think, you know, and that's a good thing. They don't need any more money. Those guys are doing very well for themselves. But I think uh, I think him winning is going to be ultimately good for this match. I think, I mean, there's a lot of Phil fans and obviously Tiger involved in anything's great, but you know, having him win, I think just adds to that competitive fuel. You'll see a third match. I'm curious if, you know, Tom and Peyton will be back or if they try to, you know, even make it bigger than four, if they bring in new I think faces, gonna, be interesting. I think, I think they're going to play a scramble with Charles Barkley and Shaquille O'Neal is what I heard. Oh my gosh. That I probably <laughs> wouldn't have the patience to tune into. Although, <laughs> although that one whole, like, that's the thing. They, they had fun, quirky things. I mean, that whole one whole thing. I don't know if you yes. caught it at the end, but you know, Charles trying to make bogey or, or better. And JT was there kind of riding with him. That was great. I mean, just to see that, I mean, he had a terrible tee ball, uh, hit a decent second shot. Redeemed himself on the second shot. Yeah. Hit the third shot was a little one. fat and short, but you know, he's on the green. All he has to do is two putt and he just gets a little too aggressive there on that first lag putt. But those are, those are tough greens over there. So yeah, but yeah. the dude makes a double. They still were able to you know donate a hundred grand. 
you know, just with that. But that, that was fun just to see because, you know, he's sitting there talking shit the entire broadcast. <laughs> Even JT told him, he said, yeah, I'd like to see your fat ass out here and try it. And that was Bro. incredible to see him slap back at him. So I think Ernie had one of the, the deepest burns of the whole thing that the running joke was, you know, because a big part of the relief was was feeding, uh, you know, was was covering meals and, and giving free meals and feeding people <laughs> and he makes a comment about yeah well originally it was going to be feeding chuck but we figured we wouldn't make enough <laughs> and oh. i was like oh my gosh <laughs> wow so That's, that, that was that was a tough one you know um that hurts no nah, there was man, good, I, there was good little camaraderie between i think that crew yes. and it was fun so i, I needed so, it i feel good going into the new week having that have that happened and you know, well, it was good for you, everybody. Unbelievably, because I was kind of like, eh, that's a little kitschy. I don't know what it's going to look like. One of my favorite moments was the one club hole. That was really cool. You may disagree yeah. with me on that. But I think I think you find a way to incorporate little challenges and things like that into it. It makes it unique to fans. It's stuff that you don't normally see on the golf course. It's 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 a really fun component, you know, and it, it just brings something different to the sport. I well, I liked I, I for sure liked it, and I I kind of thought to myself later, like, why why don't they have more stuff like that? Because mm-hmm. you know, I, I think Peyton and Tom had enough challenge to begin with, anyways. I mean, they were still playing from like sixty eight fifty in rainy wet conditions on a super tough course with the two best players, you know, two of the best players of all time. Um, you know, so I'm sure they had enough on their plate, but it was just fun to see that. Cause then it, it really challenges, you know, Tiger and Phil. I mean, Tiger uh, actually got a text from Kevin Na after Tiger putted with his four iron and yep. started walking it in and lift it out. And Kevin's like, are you watching the match right now? I was like, yeah. <laughs> Did you just see Tiger try to walk it in? I was like, yeah. And he's like, dude, I was dying. He goes, I go, you should definitely post something and, and you know, give Tiger some heat for that. And he did. He was, all right, I'll do it. And then he posted that that video of it. That's hilarious. So, I, I mean, everyone's so just having fun with it. But, man, it was cool to see, you know, Tiger's putting from eight feet out with a four iron. You know, it's just, yeah. you never see that. You never will, probably will see that again. It was just, it was cool stuff. So. It'd be super fun. I mean, and, and sh- you know, Kevin sending you that just shows you the entire world was tuned into this, which is absolutely awesome to see. Um, and, and then, you know, to your point, of, I think it's a great idea to incorporate more things like that. Like imagine if, imagine if they went six, six and six on different formats, or if they went five, five and five and had three unique hole challenges that they were going to do and things like that. Like it could just spruce it up that much more depending upon who you bring into it and could show all funds of different ways to play golf. I mean, you know, in, in challenges in the future, I mean, imagine if we just played a big wolf game with, with yeah. some great celebrities in, in Tiger and Phil. You know, yeah. only rule. No, for sure. Know, be, no, and, and the, I think this is opening the. I think golf has been stale for a long time, and I think they've been trying to really find ways to bring in new audiences and capture interest from people who probably haven't ever had their eyes or, or ears on golf. And so, you know, this is a good start to see, like, you know, to see how it would perform. And I think it did phenomenal. But you're right. I mean, if you can incorporate different challenges where you have a five, five, five format and three challenges that are like really off the wall and, and super interesting that are going to create viral moments and memories of, you know, just the event in general of just like things that stand out. I think that's, what's going to help grow the game. I think it's going to bring more people to it. It'll be fun. And, you know, hopefully we see just more of it here in the future, regardless if there's a pandemic going on in the world or not. I hope that, you know, we can just organize several of these events throughout the year and just commit to them. 
Absolutely. I mean, just absolutely a blast. So can't say, you know, I've said it once, can't say enough good things about it. It made for a wonderful Sunday afternoon. And now I could not be more excited to see golf coming back in two weeks. Absolutely. You know, earlier in the week, we caught up with Michelle Wee or Michelle Wee West. Now she uh, recently got married and we had a, we had a really great conversation with her. Um, you know, it was good to catch up. I've always been a Michelle Wee fan. Uh, I've made some fun, memorable memes about Michelle. And, you know, she was uh, she did some stuff with Bleacher Report this week on the match. She's getting into broadcasting, but she's off, obviously still you know, coming off injury and still pursuing, you know, her career and trying to get, you know, more victories and so forth. But she's also going to be uh, a new mom here pretty soon. I think she's due here in a couple of weeks. So, you know, you and I were able to catch up with Michelle and talk through some things, which was a great time. And, you know, it's really interesting to hear her perspective on the match as well. I was running a bit late. Uh, my man Bryce Butler kept me out on the course just a, a hair too long. Um, yeah, Joe but, was out but, there on his own match playing like Tom Brady and uh, apparently freestyle rapping, I guess, is what he told me earlier. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, so, I, you know, you're going to have to check out. Uh, need to know. You're going to have to check out Bryce Butler's YouTube here pretty soon because Joe's going to be dropping some some fat beats. We'll see. I've never actually heard Joe freestyle, but apparently he's pretty talented. So Podcast becomes number one in golf, and I'll do it on a podcast. <laughs> okay. All right. You hear that, everybody. Subscribe, rate, review, tell your friends, tell everybody. So, what we need to do, we need to find somebody who's, who's a golf, like affiliated with golf in some way. Okay who likes to rap or is good at freestyling or something. Well, I mean, I know, I know the only one I know like publicly is Kelly James. That's the only person I know like publicly. Kelly, listen, I love Kelly James. He don't want this smoke. Okay. Wow. So are we, should I set up a match like a match of Joe versus Kelly? Is that what I mean? Is that what we're saying right now? Are we going to battle it out? I mean, we can make that happen. This could be an interest. This could be an interesting thing. We're gonna have so to think how, on that. How could we do this? Could I just say like, "Hey, we're doing a match, Joe versus Kelly," and you don't know what we're doing, right? And I throw out like five things to you and five things to Kelly, and you just have to do it. Is that how that works? I, I don't know. I we might need to we might need to incorporate some golf into this because I you know while while I well no I, yeah the five things would be golf related you know like <laughs> I, no no I'm saying I'm saying we might also need to incorporate like playing golf into this because there there's one area that i may i've not played golf with kelly james i Uh i may have a little bit of a leg up on him in in that one and he may have a little bit of a leg up on me in in the freestyle we'll see i mean i you know i i i'm not i'm surprised i'm even talking about this on here because you know i I don't know that this was i don't know this is something that needed to become public all of a sudden but i guess oh, it's i guess there. it is now it's uh, out there now but, and we're and we're gonna be number story, one like i wanted to be well, number one regardless but now i really want to be number one because i want this well and, and here's what i'll tell you is is i guess i'm okay with it because the whole way that freestyling came about and this does not need to come about become about my ability to or lack of ability to freestyle the whole way this came about is uh high school golf when we would be driving to to um tournaments me and in two of my buddies on the golf team would freestyle rap battle uh in in the van 
on the way to college. Okay. Tournament. Okay. Okay. So, so it is, it is born and bred from, from my golf history, I guess. All right. Well, we're going to, we're going to have to see if we can do something to make it happen here in the near future. Cause I think, uh, I think this would be hey. really good entertainment. So shout out, shout out to two nickels, make a dime productions. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. <laughs> ready to go. All right. Well, let's go ahead and let's meet up with Michelle here at the 19th hole and catch up on all things match, you know, her, her career in golf, her jump into broadcasting, and also just talk to her about uh, becoming a new mom. So let's, uh, let's go ahead and meet up with Michelle. All right. Well, now we're joined by Michelle Wee Weezy. Uh, thank you for joining us. We're excited to have you as a guest. How have you been doing? How have you been hanging in there during quarantine? Good. I feel like I spend like 10 hours a day doing dishes and doing laundry. I don't know why, like more laundry. I feel like there should be less because we're not going out. <laughs> but right. for some reason, I feel like there's more laundry. I'm trying to figure that one out. Well, you're a big foodie. Have you been uh, picking up any new recipes or trying anything new during this time or kind of just sticking to the usual? Oh, yeah. Trying a lot new stuff, thinking about a lot of stuff. Um, I'm cooking three meals a day. I mean, we haven't gone out and gone takeout in a while, which we should. Um, but it's been fun. I mean, I love cooking. Cook My kitchen has kind of become my sanctuary. Uh, Johnny's like scared to like even step in. Um, so, I, like, so Johnny's so I not a cooker then, huh? I'm like, no. So I'm super OCD about what, like where everything goes in the dishwasher, where everything goes in. So it's kind of like my area and I love it. It's been a lot of fun. Well, smart man then to keep hands off and just let you do your thing, I guess. Right. <laughs> so what's, uh, you've been, you're pregnant. When are you due exactly? Um, just a couple of weeks or so. Oh, wow. I don't you know. Ready? You excited? Um, I'm very excited. Also very nervous. I've been having this like reoccurring like stress stream that like, I've been like, I forget to like feed her and then I wake up in like cold sweat and then I'm just like, wait, I don't have a baby yet. <laughs> <I'm fine>. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I mean, I think that's probably pretty normal. I mean, you're in the home stretch, but man, being a parent's incredible. Uh, you're going to love it. So it's, I guess it's pretty crazy to be pregnant during this time and just so locked down into your house, huh? Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's something that I've never thought that would happen. Um, you know, obviously like you, we were Im imagining going on a baby moon. We were imagining doing this and that. And, you know, I was trying, like, I was thinking I was going to go out with my friends more because, you know, like I probably won't be able to after the baby comes, but you know, obviously it's, it's scary. It's scary being pregnant through a pandemic. Like all these doctor's visits are looking very different. Um, for a while, like for two months, we did our appointments over virtual, over Skype. Um, so that was really different. Um, and then just going into the office and doing temperature checks, you know, Johnny not being able to go to the hospital with me, you know, just all of that is just like, it's, it's really strange. But to be honest, I feel like we've adjusted pretty well. And, um, you know, just being healthy is the number one thing. So that's Absolutely. just what we're talking about. Yeah, it's just crazy, like not being able to go to those appointments or the hospital. I mean, there were a lot of people as this kind of began where the husband wasn't able to be there for the delivery of the baby. And it's just, you know, being a first first time parent or any time you're going to have a kid, whether it's your third or fourth, it's I mean, that's just such a special moment to have that taken away is absolutely crazy. So hopefully, you know, glad a lot of that's behind us. And, you know, they're, they're going to let him at the hospital, correct? Yeah, I mean, I think um, San Francisco deemed... Uh, a support person is essential. I mean, I think thankfully, you know, I think the cities that, you know, took initiative really fast, I think San Francisco was one of the first. 
Um, and you know, it's crazy here, but you know, thankfully they've, um, you know, made a support person essential. So he'll be there. He might pass out, but he'll be there. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's, <laughs> it's pretty nerve wracking. One of the fan questions that came in yesterday was what is your biggest craving during pregnancy so far? You know, I haven't had like much cravings, like to be honest, in the first trimester, everything smelled really bad. And like, obviously the nausea and all that was just like awful. So eating was really hard, but uh, I would have to say like watermelon and fruit are like really big ones. Um, I think a weird thing too, like I wasn't never really like a big chocolate person, um, but I'm like craving everything chocolate, like brownies, chocolate cake, chocolate chip cookies, like anything so you weren't a chocolate person before i mean i was but like if i had my choice between like chocolate ice cream and like strawberry ice cream or like vanilla or something like that i would definitely choose like vanilla over chocolate like i'm definitely like a funfetti person over chocolate i guess okay Okay. lemon flavor yeah there's always like that weird craving like my mom said she was she craved hot dogs all the time when she was pregnant with me. And I actually don't like hot dogs now. Uh, and I don't know if it's <laughs> due to that or whatever, but there's always this weird craving people have during pregnancy. But I thought that was a funny question someone sent in, but you know, I wanted to go through and ask you a few questions, some fun and some, you know, you know, serious about, you know, your career and some of the moves and changes that you're making. So I mean, first and foremost, Michelle, we, the broadcaster. So that got announced like the later part of last year, obviously you kind of started getting into the swing of some things you know, golf and all sports kind of got put on pause there for a moment. But did you have aspirations to to get into the booth and to get in front of the cameras doing this stuff for a long time um, coming now? Or how did this come about? Never, <laughs> actually. You know, when I um, was younger, I was like, oh, I never really want to do TV when I'm done. Um, you know, but I did graduate with a communication major. So I took some journalism classes um, and all of that. But I don't know, just like, I I decided to do Solheim Broadcasting um, last year, and I was just really surprised by how much I liked it. Um, you know, I was just it really let me be a true fan of the game. Uh, I think a lot of times when you're competing, you you see a lot of really great shots, but you aren't. I don't allow myself to like really like appreciate it because obviously like you're really competitive and you want to beat the people that you're playing against. Sure. Yeah. Um, so it was really nice to be just a really big fan of the game, really big fan of the tour and all the players and, you know, just really watch and play and, you know, celebrate them. So it was really fun to be on TV talking about it. Um, definitely surprised myself by how much I had liked it. Mm-hmm. So it kind of made me think about, you know, obviously with my injuries and whatnot, it made me think about, you know, oh my God, what am I going to do? You know, it's just last year, was it last year or two years? I forgot. I'm like confused with the years now. Um, But you know, when I stopped playing, it just was this, oh crap moment. Like, oh my God, like I've done one thing for my entire life. Like, what do I do now? And, you know, definitely, you know, sometimes struggle with a sense of identity at times. But, you know, just being on TV, talking about the game, it just, it made me feel really connected back into the game. Um, and I don't know, live TV was the closest thing I felt to like a, that same adrenaline rush that you get on the first tee. Yeah. So that was a lot of fun. Um, but, you know, obviously competing is the number one thing, but, you know, I really sure. did enjoy it. Um, I'm going, doing the Golf Channel Live from stuff at Players Championship was also a lot of fun. I think it, you know, the people that they put me with um, just was, 
incredible to be with Mike Rolfing, you know, Nova Gay and Carbanks, you know, it was a great team. So I'm looking forward to do more, hopefully. Yeah. I mean, stepping in, you were natural. I mean, you stepped in, did a great job and you're, you know, you're, you know, expertise and your history growing up into the game. I mean, yeah, you haven't thought about this when you were young. I mean, you've been freaking at this thing since you were what turned professional when you were 15 or 16 years old. So mm-hmm. half your, half your life you've been playing professional golf and, you know, been at it this whole time. So you probably haven't really thought a whole lot about what else you're going to be doing or beyond golf, but I think it's a great fit, you know, good to see, you know, former athletes getting into the booth and, you know, current athletes getting into the booth. It just gives that perspective for the fans. I think that, I mean, like Tony Romo, for instance, coming into football, into the, into the booth, I didn't really know what to expect from, from him, but he just came in and knocked it out of the park and he's, you know, number one in, in everything he's doing right now. And it's just, it just gives that fan perspective, I think such a better view of the game and what's going on, what these players are thinking of. Are you, um, are you doing anything this week with the match? For sure. I'm not part of the um, official broadcast crew. I just, you know, filmed something quick for Bleacher Report um, yesterday and Callaway being the official club sponsor of the match, they asked me to do a quick narration of the first six holes, uh, which I have to like definitely dig back into my memories. It's been a while, but uh, just a couple of fun things. I'm really excited to watch it. You know, it's really cool that live sports is coming back, you know, golf being one of them and just with all the relief funds that they're doing with it. I think it's amazing. Yeah. Well, talking about a match, um, you know, some stuff on Twitter and Instagram about the lack of of women involved in the match last weekend and so forth. And just kind of got me thinking, you know, if you had the opportunity to create a new match that involved two players on the PGA tour and two players on the LPGA tour, and obviously include yourself, I mean, who would you want to see um, playing against each other? What do you think would be the most fun matchup, not only for you out on the course, but for the viewers at home? Um. I, I like the idea. I mean, I think that Jupiter is such a really cool spot. I really liked it that, you know, all those guys, they live within like 10 minutes of each other. And, you know, you can just tell they're just, they play a lot together and they have fun. Um, so, you know, keep it within the Jupiter crew. I think, you know, would love to play against Ricky and Justin just because we trash talk so much. And I just, I love, you know, giving Justin shit sometimes. Um we're probably that and me and Corda maybe because we, you know, play in team matches a lot. Um, but it was fun. I mean, definitely we would love to see more of a female contribution, um, whether it was on the broadcasting side or, you know, a player side. But at the end of the day, I thought it was really great that these four guys came together and raised a lot of money for charity. I don't think I think it's really important to not take away from that. Um, and you know, for maybe for the future, there will be a mixed match, but I think for, for this one, we just can't take away the fact that they raised a lot of money for charity for people that are in need. So I think that's really the most important thing that people need. Absolutely. You know, I I think, you know, obviously we're in the middle of a a pandemic and people are, you know, out there on the front lines and we raised a tremendous amount of money for it. But I think, you know, even in the future when everything is okay and going well, I think what a cool concept and idea to bring stuff this together outside of just your traditional competition whatever tour you're on i think i think it's a fun idea and i hope that like the lpga tour the the pga tour you know nfl players nba players i hope they can come together and create more events like this just for viewership and fun but to for a cause i I think it's really cool and to see you know i mean it'd be interesting to see how peyton and tom you know play this weekend i've never really seen them play golf before um, be, be interesting to see that dynamic added to it, but 
you know, whether it's female golfers, male golfers, you know, pro or not, I think it's just good for sports in general. So hopefully there's just more of that stuff to come down the future. For sure. Yeah, I totally agree. So over my time, we've been running this page now for a couple of years. We've, you know, made some pretty fun Michelle Wee memes and <laughs> I've always, always used the best pictures I can possibly find of you, oh, right? Wow. It's very so, flattering. But what was your initial reaction when you saw the first that giraffe meme that was imitating the tabletop putting stance? What, I mean, when you saw it, I mean, were you like, what a fucking asshole or what's going on here? Like what, you know, what was your first reaction to that? I honestly just laughed. It was really funny. I honestly, like my putting stance, if you can't make fun of it, then, I mean, it's, it's kind of, I mean, it's funny. It's well, yeah. It's, I mean, it's like it's some people take that stuff. Yeah. Some people take that stuff really personal and you know, it's, it's, uh, I honestly was on the edge whether or not I wanted to post it or not. I mean, I'm, I've been a Michelle Wee fan, you know, I love what you do on off the course. And I'm like, you know, it's really funny, but at the same time, I don't want her to take it personally or, you know, and I hadn't made any memes really about any LPGA players to that point. So I was like, uh, and so I just, I did it. And you know, your reaction to it was great. And you know, there's a lot of players who react positively towards, you know, memes. And I think the, the followers and the fans kind of gravitate towards that real positively opposed to people who take it real personal and attack back or, or so forth. And so I, I think there's, you know, and there's been a couple subsequent memes that have been funny and so forth, but you know, it's, it's been fun to see, you know, your reaction and playfulness towards it. And I think a lot of people have appreciated that as well. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think it's just, it's all in good fun. I mean, I, I understand that. I mean, you can definitely tell when people make fun of you and there's like, mouth behind it or people are trying to be mean but like honestly my putting sense is pretty hilarious <laughs> and <laughs> you know if you can't you have to be able to laugh at it I mean I think it's hilarious too I honestly it was so funny because when I first like did it um I didn't obviously look into a mirror um I changed my putting sense completely in the middle of a round and I started making everything so I was like okay perfect this is great and then People started commenting. I was like, okay, I know I'm low. And then I actually saw a picture of myself and I was like, <laughs> so wait, you just decided I'm going to change this mid round. And I mean, yeah. obviously you'd practiced it prior to, right? Like nope. something you had tested. Nope. I was, uh, I remember it was tour championship. I, it was like one of my like worst year putting wise. I just could not make anything felt so uncomfortable. Um, and then I was just like, well, I was like playing with these, like, I forgot the time who I was playing with. I don't know if it was Aimee Azajo or like, it was like what these shorter players. And I was like, they're putting so good. I was like, what if I'm just like too tall and I just need to get closer to the ball. So I was like, <laughs> I'm just going to try this and get really close to the ball. And I was like, wow, the ball looks a lot bigger and it looks a lot closer. I feel a lot more comfortable. I'm just going to roll with it. Just going to roll with it, huh? That's great. Well, I thought for sure it's something that you would, um, had practiced and, and prepared for yeah. and, but no. Okay. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, I didn't expect that at all. I mean, after you saw yourself on TV or a replay back where you like, all right, I need to kind of change that a little bit. Or you just like, you know what? Fuck it. If this works, I'm making putts. I don't give a crap what I look like. I'm rolling with this thing. I didn't care at all. I mean, I, I went from not making anything to, I felt like I was going to make everything and I'm not going to change that just because some people are making fun of me or it looks funny I mean, you got to swing your swing, you know, it's just, I, I don't think you, it, how you feel over the ball and how you perform is so much more important than, than looks or, you know, being cool or whatever. If it works for you, it works. And I, Hey, I won the US Open with that. So I'm, and you know, I, 
I kept with it. I mean, when I changed it, it was just because I didn't feel comfortable doing that anymore. Um, and I just felt something like somebody else was comfortable. And, you know, that's the thing with feel. It just, it's such a changing thing that, you know, you just got to go with it. And I've always been that type of person with the game. Yeah. Well, listen, whatever works, works, right? You win a major, you've been successful. It's all good, right? Yeah. So, so I wanted to ask you, who's the better crew? You got the meetup gang that emerged, what, in 2018? <laughs> or 20, uh-huh. I'm not sure. Or the SB2K17 crew? I mean, both are bringing heat. So who would you pick? Um, I don't know. I mean, they're both a lot of fun. I mean, different like vibes. I felt like for the meetup crew, it was like me and Amanda just being like, who wants to put tequila in their smoothie in the morning? You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whereas I mean, like was... you, know, you do spring break in Vegas and that's like a given, you know? So sure. it's it's very different vibes, but both amazing places. Sure. I think that, I think the meetup crew is going to have more longevity though. I mean, even with babies or not, uh, I think that you guys are going to be probably continuing these trips probably for years to come. Correct. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. It's, you know, I think having trips with your girls is super important or, you know, doing a boys trip, you know, I just think it's really important to connect with your friends. And especially I feel like when you have kids and stuff, I've heard, you know, from my friends that have kids, it's really important to, you know, really connect with your partner, but also connect with your friends. You got, you got to, you know, keep yourself sane somehow. No, you got to have that escape. I, I, I still think to this point, and it didn't like, perf- like a lot of memes that I'll make, sometimes I feel like, hey, this one's going to be amazing. This one's going to go great. And they just kind of don't perform as, as high as I, as I thought they would have. But one of my favorite memes to this point was the one of you walking you know, towards the camera with your floaty and you had the SB uh, 2K17 crew creeping on behind you with Ricky with the binoculars. I mean, that was probably my favorite meme I'd made. It took forever to freaking make, but I thought that was was hilarious because you guys kind of took over social media there for a couple of days with all your posts and we're having such a great time. Oh yeah, it was awesome. I love that picture. It was was funny. That was, that was another flattering one that I had of you, you know, it wasn't, yeah, it, it was, wasn't, actually. you know, yeah, yeah, it wasn't the, the giraffe or, or, or okay. so forth, but, or um, well, you know, speaking of that, I, that is a question <laughs> I wanted to ask, ask you. So I posted the, a meme that was you, I think Ian Poulter, uh, Tiger Woods, I think all eating a banana. And I asked who did it best. And, um, you had commented, I think on that post, someone had asked you at an event to autograph a picture of you oh, eating yeah. a banana. Is that true? Oh yeah. That looks like, I mean, what? Let me, let me just say this. I like, I was 14 or 13 when they took that picture of me. I think it's wrong. That <laughs> okay, that, <laughs> that is wrong. I didn't know that. <laughs> but I also, it's like the one of the most like Googled picture like of me it's like one of the first pictures that show up on google and it was so funny because um you know right before our first date between me and johnny all of his friends like googled me and then like sent him that picture of me (laughs) (laughs) i remember like they were like laughing about the text thread and um johnny showed me while you know we're on our first date and i flipped all of them off and he sent me (laughs) and sent it back into the group chat um, uh, that is hilarious. Yeah, I don't understand. Like these men, just like creepy old men, like 
brought these photos to a tournament. Like it would happen a lot. That's like top shelf creep right there. I think to take, yeah. not only to print that picture, but then take it and have the balls to like ask you, Hey, can you autograph this? I'm like, for yeah. what? You know, yeah. that is so weird. My face when that happened, I'm just like, ew. I love telling them, but I was 14 in this picture, so. That's crazy. I did not know that. I, I won't use that picture anymore on PGA Memes platform. I'm putting that out there right now. I don't care. So I, I'm going to go out on a limb here and bet that you did not sign that autograph for that guy. No, I did not. I think that was a good move. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a good move. No, that, was, that is crazy. I, I would die over I, that I comment. I eat like hot dogs in public now or like banana. I get like super self-conscious like eating a banana <laughs> out of the course. Like I have to like break it apart with my hand and then like make like little yeah. bite bites pieces. <laughs> you know, but like. That's I'm absurd. Like, That's so ridiculous. Straight, like, you know, mouth to banana is the most satisfying way to eat it. It is, but it's going to be the worst, especially when yeah. all eyes are on, you know, Michelle Wee and they want to take pictures of that. It's not exactly. a good idea for you. No. And I, all I want to do is eat a hot dog at a game. And then I just, I can't. I'm curious, you know, at a certain point you start to feel like, okay, this starts to get back to normal. Everything starts to kind of, to sync up the way that, that it, it once was uh, to, to a certain extent. Uh, once that happens for you, can we expect to see you back, you know, things things back to normal, you back on tour, competing, winning tournaments again? Oh, for sure. I would love that. Um, you know, the thing with the US Open being later this year, that was like definitely like a, oh, moment for me. Like, you know, it being in the summer, I was like, there's no way um, I could play. And there would have been two years I couldn't play in it. But, you know, there's, there has to be a lot of things that happen, obviously, with my body, you know, the pandemic, if the vaccine. Um, right. you know, I won't be traveling with a newborn, um, you know, if, if this continues, but you know, it's just, I definitely want to get back. I've been itching to play. Um, I, during my second trimester, I played a lot, which is, you know, really great. Um, and this extra time off has been so good for my wrist and, and all of that. So, I'm, you know, I, I want to go, I want to travel with my girl. I want her to watch me play, um, and, you know, have that moment, you know, where I win and, you know, she comes on the green. That's definitely a new dream for me, a new goal of mine. So I would love to play again. Great. That's awesome. And is there anything that like sticks out as like, Hey, I really have a bucket list item that I want to, I want to check off at this point in your career. Is there something that this just is hanging there? It's like, this is what is going to drive me when I get back out there. I really want to accomplish. Yeah. I want, I want her to watch me win, um, you know, win a major. Um, when a tournament, you know, just to have her there and, you know, have that moment where she can, you know, be really proud of me and watch me. I think it's really different when they watch old film of you winning. Um, I think that moment last year when Tiger won and his son was there, I thought that was like the most amazing thing ever. So, you know, that's definitely a new bucket list item of mine. No, that's awesome. I mean, that to me is when you put that side by side of Tiger hugging his dad and then Tiger hugging his son, Charlie down there. I, to me, I look at it and I'm like, man, what a cool story that you've seen come full circle. And and that'll be so neat to to experience. And, and having kids changes that, you know, your mentality is now like, hey, I want to I want to provide for them. I want to do for them. And, and getting to share that with your daughter is going to be a really cool experience. Oh, for sure. I mean, I mean, you guys definitely know this. It's, it's amazing. My whole entire career has been about me, you know, has been, you know, a very selfish motivation to want to win to, you know, to, you know, 
be competitive to win all these majors and all that. But the moment I got pregnant and especially the moment I found out she was a girl that entirely changed, like, you know, your priorities completely change. Everything is about her. Um, and you know, even playing, if I want to play, it's definitely going to be because of her and not, you know, because of, you know, I mean, I partially because of my dreams and all that, but I feel like I want to do it because I want her to see me, you know, be a strong woman and hopefully inspire her to do the same. That's awesome. And with that, is do you have a, do you have a future LPGA star or a future WNBA star? What do you think? Oh, um, I don't know. I mean, I know that if Johnny has his choice to definitely be golf, I know that he's probably going to bring a golf club into the delivery room. And as soon as it's awesome. Play golf. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, that tiger moment was incredible. I mean, if you didn't cry during that moment, then I don't know who, you know, if you had a, of a soul or not, but you know, we, <laughs> I've, I've got some time to spend with, with Kevin Na and we actually just recorded an episode with him that will air the week of the Charles Schwab as he returns to defend his title. And, you know, I worked with him on a project. Um, I connected him with the guy who creates these uh, stop animation Lego videos. Mm-hmm. And it all started from the PGA tour worked with this guy and they started filming when they started making these of like tiger moments. And they did one, I think of a president's cup moment. And Kevin's like, man, I, I need one of these videos. And the, the moment he wanted to capture was when he won at the Shriners last year and his daughter came out onto the green to give him a hug. And I, I got a sneak uh, peek of that video yesterday. And it's it's so awesome to see. And oh, like, that's cool. it's cool to see him as a, you know, a father of two young girls. And like, that's what me- means most to him. And so being a parent changes everything. And, you know, hopefully you get that moment. I'm sure you will. I'm excited to see, you know, you progress not only in your career, you know, on the course and and get more victories, but also see what you do in the in the booth as well. I'm excited to see that pick back up and see your career blossom. It's exciting times. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Absolutely. And congrats. That's it's, it's super, it's a super cool moment. I couldn't be more excited for you guys. Oh, thank you so much guys. All right. Well, Hey, thanks for your time, Michelle. We appreciate it as always. And uh, good luck with everything over here the next couple of weeks. Perfect. Thank you guys. All right. Thanks again, Michelle, for joining us. That was an incredible time catching up with her. Best of luck being a new mom and best of luck her getting back into her career. We wish her only as much success as possible. Hopefully she gets that big victory and her daughter gets to experience that with her. That'd be incredible. So what a cool moment. I mean, just, you know, we talked about it with Tiger Woods, you know, and his father and then Tiger Woods and Charlie and, you know, as a, as a new dad, both of us with newborns, just what a cool moment that would be. We're rooting for that hard. No question. Absolutely. So, Hey, all right. Well, we got both matches behind us. Now we're just forward, uh, you know, looking towards the Charles Schwab challenge, you and I will be, you know, at colonial this week, checking some things out, looking forward to uh, the event getting here. Hopefully everything stays on par in terms of schedule goes and we'll be all set for golf's full return uh, on the PGA tour. So thanks Cannot everybody. Wait, listen, if you haven't subscribed, if you haven't left a review, if you haven't rated our pod, now's the time to do that. We could use all the support possible you know, as a new podcast starting from scratch, Joe and I absolutely have no idea what we're doing, but we're doing it and we're having a good time, but we appreciate your support and everything you guys do for us. I just like to talk, baby.